and welcome to the Dr. Frankavilla Show. I'm your host, Dr. Carolyn Frankavilla, board-certified family physician and diplomat of the American Board of Obesity Medicine. I've been helping patients lose weight to treat and prevent medical problems for the last 10 years, and I'm taking what I've learned from them to you. In this podcast, you will learn the science behind why you struggle with your weight and what to do about it, tips for common challenges, work to fight bias about what a healthy weight really is, and improve your relationship with food and your body. Please remember that while I'm a doctor, I'm not your doctor. This podcast is meant to be informational in nature only, not medical advice. Please seek out care from your physician for your specific needs. Okay, let's get started. And welcome to today's episode of the Dr. Frankavilla Show. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about weight maintenance. That is what you need to do to maintain the weight you are at or maintain weight once you have lost your desired or needed weight, okay? So today we are talking all about weight maintenance. And you may be thinking, this episode is not for me. I have not reached my goal yet. I'm not even thinking about that. I am just focused on losing weight right now. But you are exactly who this episode is for because you need to know where you're going in order to get there and stay there successfully, okay? So I'm going to tell you a little bit of a silly story to kind of uh, demonstrate why I think it's important to know where you're going in order to be successful and have have a good time uh, once you're there. So This past weekend, my husband and I had a rare date night opportunity. The kids went to stay at grandma's. And so we went to check out what is this very trendy thing in Denver called Meow Wolf. I know there are a few other places in the country. And all we knew is that it had a lot of colors associated with it. People had some really fun selfies they had taken there. Then it was some sort of like art museum that was like immersive. So we were like, I don't know, it looks fun. It is the trendy thing to do. So we got tickets and we showed up there after dinner about nine o'clock at night and had no idea what we'd gotten ourselves into. We took an elevator up into this new world. There was like alien language on the walls. There was colors everywhere, sounds everywhere. Felt like we had walked into like a 90s Tokyo with like alien language. And there was all these rooms you could go into, weird little dioramas with like tiny little chips inside of like a pair of binoculars, like just weird stuff. We're like, what the heck's going on? There was this this bus that had crashed through a wall. Then we go to another section and it's like this gorgeous world with all these like funny plants and you feel really calm and serene, kind of like in that avatar land. Then there was this like giant castle thing that was really colorful. There was all these weird worlds. There's this one with like gems in the ceiling. And finally, like halfway through, we've been there for an hour. I like Google, what the hell is Mal Wolf? Like, I'm like, where am I? What is going on? And it turns out that there's this whole story, right? About these this worlds that have collided. There's these four worlds. There's this mystery. There's this whole mystery you're supposed to be solving. You can buy for, you know, $3, like a card that, that prompts you along the way and kind of gives you a tour and helps you get clues to solve this mystery. And I felt like I'd wasted an hour of my life 
not knowing what the heck I was supposed to do there. Like I was like, oh, now I know there's a whole thing. There's a whole mystery that you're supposed to be solving. And for me, I would have had a lot more fun if I knew that, right? So sometimes knowing what you're getting into is really important to be able to fully experience what you're doing. And when it comes to weight loss, that is absolutely true. We tend to get very focused on losing the weight when in reality, we should be much more focused on maintaining weight because that's really hard to do, okay? It's hard to maintain weight just as it is to lose weight. And so whether you're trying to stay where you're at and stop gaining weight or whether you're trying to, you know, lose weight and keep it off, this is going to be the talk for you. We're going to talk about how you get there, how you stay there, and uh, give you some of the tips that I give my patients. So, you know, when you are losing weight, you can get bombarded by information. A lot of it's from industry about, you know, eat this food, do this exercise, 30-day plan, 90-day plan. But we get so focused on losing weight that we don't think about what it looks like to maintain it. So today I'm going to talk mostly about data that comes from the National Weight Control Registry. And this is a database of self-reported information, meaning just the general public can go and report their data on what they did to help them keep weight off, okay? So the people who can report in this are people who have lost at least 30 pounds and have kept that weight off for at least a year. So that may sound like you, right? Maybe you would like to lose that amount of weight and keep it off. And what are their tips? What have we learned from these people? So there's five main things we're going to talk about that the data is really clear on. You don't have to do these things all at once, but you need to imagine a life three months, six months, a year from now, where these things, most of them describe what your life looks like in order to uh, be successful maintaining weight. So the first thing is that 78% of people who have lost that 30 pounds or more and have kept it off, 78%, so the majority of them, are eating breakfast every day. Now, the study doesn't ask what are they eating, right? Are they eating eggs, a protein shake, a cinnamon bun? We don't know, but we do know that they eat what they consider to be a breakfast, 78%. So eating breakfast is sometimes debated. Right now, it's kind of trendy to not eat breakfast. Intermittent fasting is, is popular with a lot of people, and a lot of people choose to achieve intermittent fasting by skipping breakfast. I think for a lot of people, not everyone, there's some people I see that work well for, but for most people, just like in this study, 78% of people, for most people, eating breakfast is key to being successful with weight loss. It is a time of day when you're less likely to overeat. Most people do not overeat at breakfast. It sets the tone for the day. It allows you to get in great fuel. And again, the data that we've had for many, many, many years is that People who lose weight and keep it off are more likely to be breakfast eaters. So that may be something if you're already doing it, give yourself a pat on the back. You should keep doing that. If you have not really been a breakfast person, that may be something you explore and see if that is something that works for you. Okay, again, it's not going to work for everyone. I have patients that are successful with intermittent fasting, but I think more often than not, I agree with this, and the the data shows that eating breakfast is something that helps people keep weight off. 
Okay, the next thing is that 75%, so again, a pretty significant majority of people who have lost that 30 pounds or more and kept it off for at least a year are weighing themselves on a regular basis with most of them doing that weekly. So weighing yourself can be complicated. A lot of my patients have complicated relationships with the scale. And for some of you, weighing yourself may not be good for your mental health. You may not be there yet. You may never be there. And that's okay. Obviously, 25% of people were successful without weighing themselves. So some people can be very successful. But I think weighing yourself is something that it's just data. So you need to get over specific numbers. Maybe you need to set new numbers for yourself of what's a realistic or healthy goal for your weight. You need to not get too stressed out by this scale. So you need to be able to step on this scale and see a number that's a little higher than you were expecting and not take that personally and be what I like to say a scientist about it. What's going on? Why do I weigh two pounds more today than I wanted? Why do I weigh 10 pounds more? Is it the holidays and I've been having sweets every day? Is it my period? And this maybe is just water weight. I've been constipated, right? Like maybe there's just like a simple explanation and you know the scale is going to look different in a week. Maybe you're not sure. And that's why you need to go see, you know, your obesity specialist or get support from someone. But don't take it personally. Don't tie your worth up in that weight. Just take it as a data point, right? And don't take any one data point as the whole story. So if you find that your weight has gone up, you weigh yourself again in a day or in this case, a week usually. And is it going up more? Is it staying the same? Has it gone back down to your normal weight? It's just a piece of information. But I think if you don't have that information, you can get yourself into trouble. I like to think that I'm pretty good at maintaining weight. And I've known this data for a really long time. And, I, and I've actually tried to follow it myself to maintain my weight. And uh, last year, my scale broke. And when I say broke, uh, it just needed a new battery. I didn't put a battery in it. And so I didn't weigh myself for like six months. You know, all the time I preach to people, don't worry about the scale. You know, don't let it stress you out. And by the time I replaced the battery around Christmas time and weighed myself, I had gained five pounds. And for me, I was like, well, I guess that regular weighing maybe was something that was helping me maintain my weight, right? It was just that occasional check-in. Are things where I need to be? And if not, what's going on? Is there something I can identify that I need to do differently? So the scale, you know, again, you can have a complicated relationship with the scale. It might not be for you. But if you can get to a point where you just think of it as a number, it's just a piece of data, it is not bad, it's not good, it's just information, then weighing yourself on a regular basis, usually once a week, always in the morning, by the way, okay, this is really important. You want a consistent weight. Do not weigh yourself right before bed. Don't weigh yourself right after you eat. Wake up in the morning, use the restroom, and weigh yourself either naked or in the same sort of pajamas every day. That is going to be your most consistent weight, okay? So definitely make sure that you are weighing yourself in a consistent way. But at the end of the day, there's lots of fluctuations that have happened with water weight and other things, and that is not going to be your most consistent and lowest weight. So first thing in the morning after you use the restroom. Okay, so weighing yourself may be a habit for success with maintaining weight. The next one's kind of interesting, and I forget about it sometimes, but 62% of people reported that they watched an average of less than 10 hours of TV a week. 
And I think this is a good point. If we're working on changing habits, you know, this isn't one that comes up all that much. We talk about it more for kids watching screen time and reducing that for children, but we don't think about it. I don't think it's often for adults, but one thing you might want to start doing if you're trying to lead a healthier life that involves maintaining your weight, not gaining weight or keeping weight off that you have lost is watching less TV. And I think 10 hours a week seems pretty doable, right? That's like an hour every day plus three additional hours. So you can get in your favorite TV show every day and still have time to watch a movie, right? So 10 hours or less a week of TV. And probably part of that is TV is very inactive. Most of us are just sitting there doing nothing. And a lot of us are snacking or drinking while we are watching TV. So it's kind of a double whammy. So they are watching less TV. That also gives you more time to do actual exercise, to meal prep, to do meditation, journal, yoga, all the other things that are going to improve your health. So watch less TV would be another strategy to help maintain your weight. And again, 62% of people in that National Weight Control Registry report, they are watching less TV. Okay, this is the biggest one. This one overwhelms people, and it's about exercise. So 90%, 90% of people who have lost 30 pounds or more and are keeping it off are exercising an hour a day. That's a number that even in Denver, where I'm at, which is a really active city, people kind of often give me this look like an hour a day. And I always tell them, you don't have to start there, okay? But long-term to maintain weight, it's probably where you want to be. Now, the good news is the vast majority of people in this self-reported study were walking. They were not doing anything crazy. They weren't, you know, going to CrossFit seven days a week, but you could do that. They weren't training for a marathon, but you're welcome to do that. They were walking, right? And that hour doesn't have to happen all at once. That hour could be spread out over the day where you take a few different walks with your dog or lunch break at work. That could be where some days you're doing 30 minutes, some days you're doing 90 minutes. This is an average. And the nice thing about this hour a day number is that we see that that's beneficial for everyone's health, regardless of what your weight was or what your weight is. We all live longer and better at 300 minutes a week of exercise. So really good advice for for everyone out there. The type of exercise is probably not as important as uh, how consistently you're doing it. So if you like walking great, if you like weightlifting, if you like dancing, if you like yoga, Pilates, whatever, you should just move more. Again, shooting for an hour a day. If you are doing more intense exercise, like HIIT workouts, where you're getting really out of breath, that sort of eight out of 10 exertion level where you're, it's intense for part of the workout, you don't have to do as much. So that one hour a day is for moderate activity. So walking at a, at a brisk pace, but if you like to do more intense activity, you might not have to do quite as much a week. So that's another way that that can be uh, more meaningful. You do not have to start at an hour a day, okay? If right now you are not doing any formal exercise or maybe you can't because of an injury or a surgery, you just had a baby, that's okay. Start where you can, even if that's five minutes a few times a week, even if that's just one day a week. But know that over time, you should gradually increase how much you're exercising, okay? So start with a small goal, but know that a year from now, 
you probably should be trying to move an average of an hour a day. Okay. So that is a huge predictor for long-term weight success. Again, 90% of people who have lost weight and kept it off are exercising an hour a day, mostly by walking. And the fifth thing that is really clear in the data from the National Weight Control Registry is that people have a consistent eating pattern throughout the week. So what does this mean? This means that we don't just do a diet um, and go on and off of that. It means that we have a sustainable, balanced way of eating, not just on our work days, not just on the weekends, but really throughout the entire week. So it, it isn't like, oh, during the week, I'm really good. But on the weekends, I, you know, I do whatever. It's really finding that consistent pattern that works for you, that's balanced, satisfying, and allows you to be stable with your nutrition and that have all these ups and downs with how you're eating. Okay. So the five things to review are eating breakfast every day, weighing themselves on a weekly basis, watching less than 10 hours of TV a week, exercising an hour a day, mostly by walking. Again, you can do whatever works for you and you can build it up to that over time and eating a consistent eating pattern throughout the week, not doing like lots of ups and downs, peaks and valleys in what you're eating. Okay. Okay. So moving on to talk a little bit more about maintaining your weight loss over time, when does it get easier, right? Losing weight is is hard, but keeping it off is often the hardest part for people, right? So now you have some tips for success. But one of the things that you should know is that you really have to get ingrained in these patterns. And it takes a couple of years, two years before we start saying like, you're you're probably going to keep the weight off. You're more likely than not. But for those first two years, you know, you are at higher risk to regain that weight. So around two years of maintaining your new weight reduces the chance of regaining by 50%. So the longer you keep it off, the more likely you are to keep it off. So I think that's another good reason to know what are some of these patterns for success because I want you to be successful long-term and there are lots of quick ways that you can lose weight. And some of those may be okay to do, but if you do not have a long-term plan of how to maintain that weight, you're going to keep yo-yo dieting. And that's not, that's not good. That's not good for your mental health. That may not be that great for your physical health. So have that plan in mind of what is sustainable. Whatever you do to lose weight, you have to keep in mind that you're probably going to have to keep doing that long-term and able to keep the weight off. Okay. So make choices that feel like you could do them long-term or at least some close version of them. Those quick fixes will help you lose weight, but they're not going to help you maintain. Okay. So the longer you can keep it off, the more likely you are to keep the weight off. Some of the things that are most likely to make people regain weight are really around emotional triggers. Okay. So if you keep up your habits and you do them for a long time, you are likely to have success. But things throw off those habits, and a lot of times those are life stressors, emotional triggers, traumatic events. Some of those are unavoidable, right? Some people have more challenging lives, and you know there's going to be stress and drama coming up. But sometimes unexpected things happen to us. The death of a loved one, a car accident, the loss of a job, things we can't predict. And so one of the things you can do to help protect yourself is to really make these habits ingrained, make them like brushing your teeth, right? 
it would take a lot for me to not brush my teeth or at least attempt in some way to clean my teeth before bed. I do not want more cavities. I had them as a children. They did not feel good. I do not like the feeling of my mouth being yucky and, and dirty when I go to sleep, right? And so I am in a habit of brushing my teeth every night before bed. If I forget my toothbrush, I'm going to try to find one. If I can't find a toothbrush, I'm going to use some toothpaste on my finger or a washcloth, right? I am going to clean my teeth. And you want to make your habits around your weight similar, right? Maybe you're on a trip and you can't do your regular exercise program, but you can walk extra that day, or you can do some yoga in your hotel room, right? Maybe you can't eat exactly the way you would at home, but you can still go ahead and try to have some vegetables every time you eat and work on protein and watch portion size, right? So there are things that you can do even when life gets a little crazy. And so if you keep those habits up, no matter what, even when you're going through a challenging situation, those habits are more ingrained and you can stick with them. The other thing is to work on things that help with that emotional resiliency. So that might be working on things like yoga or meditation. That might be journaling. That might be finding some sort of art or support group that helps you deal with stress. And if you have a mental health diagnosis or think you might have one like depression, anxiety, PTSD, ADHD, bipolar, treating those conditions, of course, is really, really important, right? And recognizing when your symptoms of depression or anxiety are worsening and seeking help from a counselor or a physician who can help you with medications, because those things are really going to affect your ability to lose weight and maintain weight loss. So working on long-term skills to help with stress, to treat mental health are going to be really helpful to maintaining weight loss because because again, the thing that tends to throw people off are these emotional, stressful events. And so keeping up your patterns so that even in times of challenge, you still do those things and having some plans and things in place for resiliency when you do have challenges come up is really helpful too. Another thing that can be really helpful long-term is some sort of tracking. So we mentioned weighing yourself on a regular basis, and just that's just a number. We don't need to stress about it. It just gives you information, right? Are you maintaining? Are you gaining? Are you losing? Do we know why? If we know why, can we fix it? If we don't know why, can we get some support and some help? But you might log exercising. I have people who love tr keeping track on like, you know, their, their smartwatch so they can keep track of how many steps they're doing or how many minutes of exercise they're doing. Some people do it on a calendar. They just cross off an X every day and they like seeing that visual that they're exercising five or seven days a week. You might go ahead and log what you're eating. Some people get really sick of that and it gets in their head. If that's not for you, that's fine. But sometimes just occasionally logging or even just writing down as part of your journal what you're eating can be helpful for some people. So some way of tracking, whether it's just your weight, whether it's tracking exercise and movement or tracking food can be helpful. For some people, again, those things get in their head, make them obsess, stress them out. If that's you, you don't need to track, okay? But if it's something that you know helps you, it's okay to keep doing long-term and that might be helpful long-term. All right, so we are coming up on time to start thinking about your homework. What are you gonna take away from this podcast? What are you gonna do to help 
future you out, right? So we have talked today that maintaining weight is just as hard as losing weight and that there are some actually pretty well-documented things of what people can do to make weight loss maintainable, right? How do you maintain that large weight loss over long periods of time? And these are great tips, even if right now you're at your weight that you want to be at, and maybe you've just been gaining a little bit over time and you don't want to gain more. These are great habits that are going to help you stay a healthy weight long-term. So as a reminder, the things that we saw are that 78% of people are eating breakfast every day. 75% are weighing themselves once a week. 62% watch less than 10 hours of TV a week, and 90% are exercising on average an hour a day. So I want you to think about the future you, and if you can start doing some of these things now and slowly over time building to these habits, okay? They may not all be for you, but probably at least one of these things is for you, if not three or four or five of these things. So pick at least one. If you're already doing one or two of them, great, add on one more and see if you can help yourself, the future you, not be so lost, not be so frustrated with yo-yoing and maintain weight loss. Thanks so much for joining me today. I can't wait for you to check out my next podcast. Go ahead and leave me some reviews. And if you have questions, you can always go ahead and submit those on my website. All right, have a great day and take care. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Francavilla Show, where we learn about all things related to weight and health. If you love this podcast, make sure to leave those five-star reviews and share this podcast with a friend or loved one. If you have a topic about weight and health you want me to tackle, head over to the website, thedrfrankavillashow.com to submit your question. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss next week's episode. Take care.